You're listening to episode number 15 of the Healthy Essentials Podcast. I'm Lizzie Mustard, your host, holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and essential oil lover. Today, I am thrilled to be turning the tables and interviewing one of my good friends, Julia. She is the CEO and the founder of Nude Stacks, a company that is dedicated to putting out the cleanest and most wholesome superfood-packed snacks that are going to give you energy for hours. We delve into all different directions and we take this interview in many, many more ways than I could have possibly imagined, but we are talking about the power of superfood snacks what it means to eat a plant-based diet versus a vegan versus a vegetarian and the true cost of your health. So really putting your money where your mouth is, you know, your bank account and where you're spending your, your money is a direct reflection in terms of how seriously you take your health. So we are delving into all of the topics today. You can find all of the contact information and the links for how to follow nude food, how to find them, where to buy them in the show notes below. Enjoy the interview and get ready to superfood your snack game. A huge shout out to today's sponsor, Love Good Fats, a Toronto-based company that specializes in making rapper-looking-worthy keto bars packed with healthy fats, clean protein, and a whole lot of fiber. If you're addicted to Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, their chocolate peanut butter will be your new favorite go-to snack. With flavors ranging from mint chocolate to peanut butter, dark chocolate almond, coconut chocolate chip, peanut butter and jelly, and chocolate chip cookie dough, they have a flavor for everyone. The best part about Love Good Fats? Each bar contains less than two grams of sugar and an average of four to five net carbs. Hello, keto-friendly bars. So yes, you can eat healthy and have your chocolate too. And to sweeten the deal, all bars are free from soy, sugar alcohols, and gluten. Order your bars online today at lovegoodfats.ca and use the discount code Lindsay1234 for 20% off your order. Welcome to the podcast. We are welcoming our good friend, Julia. She is the owner of Nude Food, and she's actually a holistic nutritionist herself. So welcome, Julia. How are you? Thank you. I'm good, and I'm so happy to be included. Thank you for extending this opportunity our way. We're excited to join as well. Oh, uh, well, we've been in contact for probably at least a year now, um, and I've been working with your the social media team and saying, I need to feature you guys, or I need to work with you guys. And we've been doing some recipe testing for a while now, but I've never personally been able to connect with you. So I'm having a couple fangirl moments right now. And <laughs> right before the uh, right before the call, I was like shaking with excitement. I'm like, oh, I finally get to talk to Julia. So this is very Aww. exciting. So thank you. Yay. It's mutual. <laughs> well, I want to start by first off, just telling, getting you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. So I, I know your story, but everyone else who might not know of nude food, what is nude food? How did you get started? And uh, who's Julia? Okay, that's that's a lot. So um, <laughs> there's so lots of time. That, that's a deep question. We could go in many routes. But uh, so yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm a holistic nutritionist. And um, before starting, I was starting nude food. I was a ballet dancer. And um, I was living abroad in New York and San Francisco. And um, it was at the height of the recession, which probably dates me a little bit, but <laughs> in the United <laughs> States, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, it, we, it wasn't very good, uh, a period of time. Well, not just for anybody, but particularly in the arts there, you know, that's looked at as an extra, you know, expense, so to speak. And so there wasn't as much support, I would say in the arts at that period of time. So given that, and I had some pretty bad, uh, injuries that I was kind of dealing with. So I kind of came back to um, you know, my tail between my legs, I would say, and had to kind of start over because up until that point, I had committed my life fully to pursuing a career in dance, so, or ballet specifically. So, so kind of just had to, you know, do some soul searching and figure out, you know, particularly what I was good at and what I liked. And while I was dancing um, abroad, sorry, there's some background noise here. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. Um, But yeah, so while I was, um, while I was abroad, I actually ended up spending a lot of time uh, just because I couldn't work in the United States while I was dancing. Um, I was spending a lot of time cooking and, you know, learning about nutrition and optimal, uh, you know, eating just because we would be a have required to obviously look a certain way um, in ballet and be fit. And then B, you know, you have to nourish yourself in the way that would allow you to actually do 12 hours of, you know, rehearsals and choreography and and all that so and not get injured so you kind of had to figure out on your own and there was no roadmap for it so and I'm very scientifically inclined um, (laughs) with biology and chemistry and so I was kind of doing my own research okay so like how can I you know not 
gain a lot of weight, um, you know, as bad as that sounds, but you know, how can I not gain a lot of weight, but still eat really cleanly. And so my body's working efficiently, um, and optimally for for performance. So it kind of led me down, I guess, that whole path of, of doing nutrition studies on my own, which I'm sure is a similar origin story for many that mm-hmm. are in this career path out of just necessity. That was what I did. Um, and I was a vegetarian at that time and just caught, got exposed in San Francisco where my fellow hippies are. I love it. And, you know, they were they were doing um, a lot in raw foods at the time. And one of my friends uh, or one of my mates in the company I was in, she took me to um, a raw food restaurant. And I, my mind was just blown. I'd never seen that before um, back home in Toronto. And after having, like, I just thought, A, it was just so creative and unique. It was just incredible that my mind was, again, like, blown being exposed to this new way of cooking and eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say, and just the creativity was was outstanding. And then I also noticed and observed how I felt, um, you know, after consuming a raw food, you know, meal, And for the first time ever, I had had an appetizer and a main and a dessert. And yes, I eat a lot, but (laughs) but I had had I had had all of that, and I still felt so light. And I've never felt that before. Um, Usually, when you leave a restaurant, you feel you know heavy and tired and bogged down, and you go into like a carb coma. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of my first time ever experiencing that, and I was just so interested to delve in and learn as much as I could. So. That was kind of the beginning. I know I'm going on a lot, but I would no, say that's no, really my origin. Do. Um, that was like my origin story uh, in regards to kind of really getting, you know, my first touch point in regards to how good you could feel eating that type of real food. And I just never looked back. So when I moved back to to Toronto, um, you know, many, I wouldn't say many years later, but a couple of years later, uh, that kind of had never left, um, you know, that impact had never left me. Um, I had continued to delve down that path, not only from research and books, but I, you know, bought a Vitamix, what 20 year old buys a Vitamix and a dehydrator. Like that was my thing. So (laughs) very bizarre kid, but that's fine. Um, So yeah, I'd invested in that and was just kind of experimenting and doing things on my own. Um, You know, my peers might be experimenting in drugs. No, I was, I was doing (laughs) green smoothies and raw apple pies, whatever. Um, But yeah, so that was like my thing and it was just so awesome and I just loved it and I was sharing it with friends and, and anyway, so when I came back with my injury, I knew that I wanted to, A, you know, offer these types of products to the community here because I felt so good Um, and B, just continue to, you know, impact people in a positive way and, you know, educate and, you know, help people to feel better, right? Like we all kind of turn into evangelists. I think like when you, when you end up feeling so great, you want to help others um, to feel healthier, at least be a role model. So that was kind of what I wanted to do. And when I was looking around um, in health food stores, when I came back, I was gluten free at this time. So I was vegan and gluten free. Um, and this would have been, you know, 20, 2010, something like that, 2009. And there wasn't really any options. Um, like I know that there's manufacturers nowadays that I see their origin story and they started like a year ago and there was like there were no options on the market I'm like bullshit like <laughs> you have you have so many options like, yeah so like cry me a river like there are so many good options on the market right now albeit maybe you can come up with a different you know format but yeah. like there's still options whereas like in 2010 in Toronto there were not that many options no um so like especially for vegan and gluten-free and something that was actually nutrient dense and wasn't packed of sugar so that was kind of like for me my light bulb moment and I was like you know what I think I can do better and I really want to offer something that would be available to the widest array of people um regardless of dietary restriction because I didn't like feeling left out as a vegan and someone who was gluten-free mm-hmm. um and actually have integrity and be made of real ingredients I have the least processing possible and obviously again I'm biased but you know the science does back it up that you know the most raw and unprocessed a product is it really is at the pinnacle um, of its nutrition you know whether someone wants to eat raw food or not um obviously the least processed the better and yeah. and raw food there's no denying it is the least processed that there is in, in regards to packaged food right mm-hmm. so um so i knew that that was what i wanted to offer and had to offer if i was going to put my name on it and um and yeah so i joined um institute of holistic nutrition mm-hmm. and um you're at i believe the... that's where you go yes. right so uh, you're at the toronto <laughs> yeah. campus though correct toronto correct. Yeah. okay Awesome. Yeah, I was in the New York, North York one. Um, and yeah, so I joined there knowing, knowing A, that I wanted to kind of 
have the accreditation for the you know research that I'd already been spending hundreds of hours on on my mm-hmm. own um, and be able to put that on a package to kind of assist people to understand like hey she actually knows what she's talking about um, so yeah so I started my business um, halfway through my school and kind of the rest is history so to speak yeah well and I love that too especially on like on your packages to to turn around and when I'm talking to clients about it because you guys were so generous enough to send me little snack packs and now clients that I onboard it's part of their little welcome gift and they go (laughs) they go bananas for it I'm not no pun intended they (laughs) love it they're like my kids love these they have no problem I found them at the superstore I found them at Balkborn Bark Friends sorry and uh and they love them but I love turning it around and it says like nutritionist made on the back. And I'm right. like, it's made by nutritionists with nothing but integrity and uh, right. wholesome, clean ingredients. You can't get any, and this is like, I'm being completely biased as well, but your, your products are the cleanest that I've seen on the market, but they're also, they appeal to everyone in the sense of they're sweet and they're savory, but there's no right. one that's left out. And I, and I love that because especially in the industry nowadays, you hear people who are vegan or paleo or gluten-free or, and be it whatever their diet label is. Um, but then they're like, whoa, whoa, it's me. I can't eat anything. And so I think you've done a fantastic job at uh, finding an option or not finding, creating an option that is available to everyone with food well, sensitivities as well. So yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. Thanks. And I, and I laugh too, because like when I when I hear the the running slew of paleo, vegan, keto, front, like all of these, I think of... Yeah. Um, I think of it's the little meme that goes around on Facebook and it's like, here's your bowl of ice. Um, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it just yeah. makes me chuckle. But now I'm like, now you can just have new food and not complain. Exactly. Yeah. I know people always ask when I say what, what they actually are or like, or what diets they cater to. And not that I ascribe to any diet nor beyond, you know, being plant-based, yeah. but I don't at all say that would be very unholistic of me if I said everybody should follow this one particular way of eating, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the complete antithesis of, you know, what we believe as nutritionists. So, um, I just think it's funny when people are like, well, then what's in the bag? Is it air? And <laughs> yeah. then like, I'm like, yes, we are selling air. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. It's like, it's from Toronto. So. <laughs> exactly. So it's great. <laughs> and the other thing too, you mentioned, so you went to San Francisco and then came back to Toronto and there wasn't many options. This was years ago, but. Um, yeah. Years ago. Yeah. I remember I'm, I'm a little bit younger than you, so I'm, I'm not going to say my birthday. Otherwise I'll feel like a baby, <laughs> but um, for my birthday, my mom planned this amazing surprise and it was a, a trip to Toronto my dad had these little envelopes and one of them was we got to go to a vegan bistro and I remember that you you couldn't even tell that it was vegan until my dad got his uh what he thought was uh, Atlantic salmon that he ordered and uh, okay <laughs> I laughed because it was hand pan painted and it looked identical to Atlantic salmon and he took it first wow. his bite and uh then his face changed. He's like, this is not what I was expecting. But <laughs> the, the number of options we have available to us nowadays, there's, there's smoothie so bowl bars. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. we have, it's ridiculous how many there are. Yeah. Well, Which is, I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. Oh, like, yeah. I don't mean it's ridiculous in a bad way, but like, there's, there's so many like, mm-hmm. and, and especially considering it's the hip and cool thing to do, so to speak, like as bad as that sounds, like plant-based has taken on a whole new, you know, trajectory in regards to popularity in the mainstream, which is fantastic. So, yeah. And, uh, oh my gosh. And your products are delicious. So I, I can eat them every single day. Um, but I, I love that they're so convenient and the fact that they can be either a breakfast, a, like a a snack or even a lunch too. Like I've done some, um, some adult BLT, uh, bites Mm -hmm. with them and they're, they're so versatile. So cute. Awesome. And I, and I laugh too, because, um, like years ago when there wasn't that many options on the market, I I thought about it for, I think it was like vegan bacon. Someone served me, it was toasted, toasted coconut. And I was like, you know what? This tastes exactly like bacon, burnt bacon. And no one believed me. And I was like, watch, give it time. And then we added liquid smoke and now we have coconut bacon. So I think you've done a fantastic job at creating something so versatile, but also kid-friendly for schools um, is a a huge factor that I love uh, encouraging parents to get kids to try them just because we can't do peanuts. They can't do, uh, well, peanuts, shellfish, anything. Or any tree nuts. Yeah. Yep. So yep. when you when you first started, I know you said that you were in school um, at IHN. So for those of you who don't know, uh, the Institute of Post Nutritionist or Nutrition, sorry, they have a couple of campuses throughout Canada. Um, but it's did you take it part time or full time? 
I do full-time full-time yeah. yeah um it's a essentially it's a full-time program modified attendance in the sense of it's about a 10 to 2 on Monday to Thursday but it does allow for you to have some time off where you're you're building a business so go back to when you first started your company um what did a day day in your life look like um and what were you eating so what were some of the things that you were researching learning about and then implementing because you mentioned a Vitamix and yeah. a dehydrator and all of that so d- tuck into it yeah so I had those beforehand, like I said, like I had been yep. doing raw, dabbling in raw foods for years before I started my business. Um, but I would say in regards to like a day in the life, like obviously I was going to school and still doing, you know, the assignments and stuff, but I was working yep. too. So I still did have a job and I kept that job um, for about a year um, just so I was doing both and still having some form of income. Like it wasn't like a corporate job, but yep. it just was flexible for me to be able to work and go to school. Um, and then like at night, like so many, you know, business origin stories, like mm-hmm. I would be up excited until like, you know, two or three in the morning, just doing research and so excited about like what the brand could be and what it could look like and like the logo and like all that stuff, like was just so exciting to me. And like, I initially did want to, um, like the whole point I went into snacks is because I kept hearing from, you know, fellow nutritionists that actually did already have clients. Um, I never went down that route cause that wasn't my you know goal, but ones that had clients where they were like, Oh yeah, I've got them on these protocols, you know, in the elimination diets and you know, they're, they're having difficulty, um, you know, kind of staying on the protocols mm-hmm. because there's no options for them or they're too busy or they just don't know how to cook and they don't know what to eat. So that was also consistently like what I had in the back of my head is like, what could be the most functional nutrient dense thing you could have or like bang for your buck in regards to like each bite, um, have it be super convenient and be capable of being eaten on, on, you know, these protocols as well, not only just like dietary restrictions, but because I wanted to remove that excuse, which we always hear in regards to, again, just clients um you know excuses in regards to like why they can't eat healthy or follow a protocol so that was also just to make a side note um or divert a bit that was also was in the back of my head um but in regards to yeah just stay in the life I would typically just yeah do tons of research experiment with recipes you know test them on my family and you know people in (laughs) school and like that was that was pretty much it like and I just you know made some recipes that I thought were fun and things that I really liked and um you know tasted good I wanted to do something that wasn't date based like I feel everything not that dates are terrible like they're obviously a good sugar alternative but um you know I I, everything I felt like was Laura Bar like in the sense that it was the algorithm of like having um you know dates mixed with nuts or something and that was it and I was just so bored of that and it still astounds me how many companies launch with with that as their kind of base um but either way, I wanted to do something different, like without dates. So I just knew I wanted it to be unique. And bananas are obviously the most highly consumed fruit within North America, mm-hmm. not the world, <laughs> but in North America. Um, so I thought, you know, well, that's obviously a good sign that people like it. And it's lower sugar than a date. So um, that was just kind of, yeah, my my ideas when I was experimenting um, in the kitchen. And I wanted people to not eat sugar. And, and you know, now people are much more aware of sugar with the rise of the keto diet Mm -hmm. but um you know I would say that was kind of my biggest biggest thing is I didn't want people consuming the garbage that they consume so so yeah I was just kind of playing around and came up with um the recipes that we have currently not the savories but the banana ones is Mm -hmm. what I kind of launched with and I did some kale chips and I did uh you know flax crackers and I did um some granolas so I was probably one of the first grain-free granolas on the market that wasn't buckwheat based and yep. um, I don't know if I was the first kale chip I may not have been but it doesn't matter but either yeah. way like we did we did a like we were really ahead of our time in regards to the things that we were trying to bring to market so yeah no and oh my gosh if if anyone hasn't tried their products first off you need to get on it and make sure that you try the the spirulina and the banana cacao are two of my favorites and I am slowly coming around more of the savory, but I am such a chocolate <laughs> banana person at heart. And the, the cheesy ones, actually, I gave to a friend of mine who needed some dip and I tried to make her some like healthier nachos. She's like, it still yeah. needs cheese, like needs cheese yeah. for nachos, Lindsay. But I'm like, but still, there's the cheesy flavor in the cracker. Anywho, right, we're right. still working It's definitely on it. not a supplement for nachos. So. <laughs> <laughs> it does, so it does that. Like the not. craving, though, but it's amazing. <laughs> right. And you right. mentioned, I ha- actually have a piece of paper running um, beside me because I'm like, you're, you're mentioning so many golden nuggets. And I'm like, wait, I have to come back and touch on that. And I completely agree with you when it comes to the, the, the dates and the algorithm. I'm guilty of that for doing some of my protein bites, but that's just because it lasts longer in the fridge and I don't dehydrate them. But the oh, uh, totally that's great to do at home. I'm just saying oh, like yeah. I'm shocked by how much little innovation there is like, well, in, and, and in the industry. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's the thing. Like you can go to the grocery store and you can flip around packages and in companies that I used to uh, really love consuming, like their bars, I don't want to mention any names, but they, they're actually changing their ingredients and their formulas now. And it's higher sugar and it's just because it's yeah. cheaper and it's starting, right. it's, it's really agitating me. And I was going to say a different word, but um, it's starting to annoy me at the fact that their like, integrity is lacking in the sense of they're compromising on their ingredients in order to increase their, um, their sales and their profits. So it sucks in that aspect, but what I like about you guys is you can pronounce every ingredient on the back of the label. So when you first started, how, I know you said that you were recipe testing, you were testing on family too. And I think that's one of the best things to do is let them be your guinea pig. Um, what, so talk us through like some of the first days when you started nude foods and how, how you went into production, how you came up with so many flavors and then how did you branch into the savory ones? And maybe mention too, yeah. like what ingredients are in it, just so people know that we're not selling air. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, it's, it's air. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with the ones that I started with, I'll just focus on the banana based yeah. ones and maybe the flax crackers to start because the other ones I ended up dropping just because they had nuts. Um, and we wanted to obviously proceed down the line of not having nuts. So mm-hmm. there was only one product that did. But anyways, um, so the banana crisps have a base of banana, sesame and coconut. Um, to provide fiber, protein, and good fat for satiation, and obviously, which we learn in school. And, um, and then we add in superfoods, um, such as cacao, spirulina, goji berries, and chia seeds, just to provide even more micronutrients and functional foods. So that's kind of those ones. Um, but in regards to, I guess, how we were, you were asking, like, how we were making them, or, yeah. like, when we started with the production. So so yeah, so I literally started in my parents' basement. We did have a, a certified um, separate space that was able to be utilized as a food production area. Um, and we were in there for, I don't know, quite a few months. And I was obviously the only employee. So I would be doing everything. Like I would hustle, you know, down the streets and I would go to stores and, you know, just go in and wedge my way in and, and get on shelf. That was, you know, basically what I did. And super persistent and kind of made an attack list and you know went out and just had to get in um you know to those stores and it just slowly grew and that was you know there wasn't really as big of a market I would say back then for these types of products like when I launched like there there would have been no capability of launching into a Loblaws or you know Metro or Sobeys or Bulk Barn or Costco or anything like that like um it just wasn't there, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the market wasn't there. And I think that the mainstream um, acceptance of these products, like it's still not where it should be in regards to to real food. I mean, that's a separate issue. I think there's a lot of marketing issues um, still to be you know, figured out um, and education to be had in, in the mainstream media. Um, so maybe we'll touch on on that later mm-hmm. to fellow nutritionists trying to get people to eat better. <laughs> um, I could talk for hours on the shortcomings of, of marketing to, to consumers. But well, um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, well, Costco in the States, I know that they're partnering with Thrive, which is incredible. And if you haven't heard of Thrive, it's essentially an online superfoods shop with, they don't have a retail front, so they can essentially cut down the cost. So your superfoods are a lot more affordable, but we haven't really implemented something like that in Canada yet, fingers crossed. Um, But yeah, as soon as you guys are in Costco, I feel feel like you'll be just too busy for your own good. You'll just explode completely. But that would be something that I would love to see because in, in all of the, the aisles, there's there's starting to be some keto options like keto bars and there's some clean protein powders. But really when you walk down the snack aisle, it's it's either a sweet potato base. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's it's yeah. still it's like you said, buckwheat, brown rice, sweet potato, beet, um, and salt and a little bit of hydrogenated oil. So Honestly, as soon as you guys get into Casio, you're just going to be completely booming. But you guys have done so, so well to get onto every, like every health food store, bulk barn. I've even sometimes seen your, your packages in Winners and HomeSense, just depends in terms of which yep. location I'm at. Um, but right. I, I love hearing an origin story for an entrepreneur because I think that, and this goes back to when you see someone's Instagram, you're like, oh my gosh, this is a highlight reel. But you don't see the beginning days of when they first started and you were going to the stores and you're like, I'm just going to find my way onto the shelf or you know, I can just picture you putting like one of your snack uh, containers on the shelf and the customer being like, what's this? And then you going <laughs> being like, I need, you need to sell this example. Um, but I love that. And, uh, and I was wondering, so 
you mentioned the the protein, fat, and the fiber, and that's essentially the perfect trio when you're composing any any type of snack. And I, I hesitate to say like carbs because a lot of people are like good carbs, bad carbs, but we look for fiber. Yeah. Um, can you elaborate yeah. a little bit on like what plant based means to you? Because I think when some people hear plant based, they think of vegan or vegetarian. Others just think of eating a lot more plants in your diet. Um, but can you talk yeah. to us about yeah. like, some of the staples that you need to have in a plant based diet? The benefits of eating plant based and uh, in your approach and how you go about doing it. Yeah, so I'll just, one sidestep with plant-based is, you know, it's not really a regulated term, I would say in the food industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually have some friends who are vegan and they have concerns over the use of plant-based. Obviously it's a much softer term and has no negative connotations in regards to, you know, everyone has a stereotype where they picture like the angry vegan protesting (laughs) and throwing red paints on people. Yes. Like, and again, I'm I'm not at all saying like, I don't, like I'm vegan, like vegans do not email me or message me. Like I'm not saying we're like that at all. I'm just saying, I, I, so I think it can be a positive if it's used in a marketing way to try and show that it's more accessible Mm -hmm. um, for people to add plant-based products into their diet without feeling like they have to go all in right to a yes. vegan diet. But I guess what I'm saying from a concerns of a marketing perspective um, and almost the integrity being kept with that term is that, you know, what does plant-based mean to the industry? Right. And, and thus, what does it mean to consumers? Because if it just means that it's 90% vegetables, but then it has a ton of butter in it, you know what I mean? Like that's still based on plants, but yes. is it actually vegan or vegetarian? Yes. So I would say in, so there are some concerns with that in the use of the term. Um, my interpretation of it is that it absolutely should be completely plant-based um, and vegan. Um, you know, if you, if you, that term makes yep. you feel better or makes you feel like it's less harsh, cool. Like whatever pushes the dial I'm happy with from a nutritionist <laughs> perspective, people absolutely need to be eating more plants and fruits and vegetables and seeds and just, you know, whole real food. That's, my whole mission is to improve the way people eat by just focusing on real food. Like, I don't care, yes. you know, if, if you eat some, you know, good quality grass fed meat, you know, whatever it is, but just make sure that you're eating mostly real food. That's what I want. So anyway, so my interpretation of it and what I focus on, um, you know, being vegan, I'd say I, I definitely don't cut back on carbs. I eat, I eat tons of carbs, um, <laughs> but good carbs, like I eat quinoa and, you know, yes. brown rice and, you know, I definitely don't shy away from that. It's, it's a very filling portion of my of my meals I have tons of salad I make my own salad dressings from scratch I try and eat 100% organic um you know lots of fruits lots of vegetables um just good complex carbs I eat beans you know I eat all sorts of things um tempeh I do prefer fermented soy products um Mm -hmm. over just regular non-gmo non-gmo um soy products but you know obviously if there's something and I'm out and there's like again it's it's all in moderation like if I end up having some tofu somewhere like I know I'm not gonna die so yes. like um so anyways I I definitely focus on you know trying to eat as much fruits and vegetables and you know good complex carbs as possible I guess that answers it um yes. and then good fats of course you need in there as well for your brain and joints and hair and skin and nail everything you just need good fats so yeah yeah so I think that's and- pretty much the thing yeah well, I was going to say too, um, on like on your uh, on your packages on nude food, you guys are all organic and non-GMO. Yes. Yeah. And 100%. I think that's yeah. Well, that's big because there's a lot of companies who can be clean, but they might not be organic and they might not be uh, non-GMO, and that's a hard label to attain. But then how clean are you? Yes. <laughs> that's like kind yes. of what I question. Yeah. So even like again, not, if you just have. Yeah, I could talk for an hour on this as well. I had a huge shtick that I had with a retailer. I won't name names, but they were trying to force everyone to get non-GMO verification. And, you know, myself and a few other, um, not that I'm against that. Again, let's just be clear. I'm not against, um, you know, non-GMO verification Mm -hmm. or products that are non-GMO, of course. But my argument was, is that if you're already spending more for high quality organic ingredients and you're spending money for the certification, why do I, as someone who's going above and beyond already, and organic means that you're Mm non-GMO and much more. So I was like, why do I have to now be spending more money uh, and inconvenience when we're, you know, in in my mind, we're the higher target and the higher quality and why aren't the non-GMO people having to spend more, you know, like I, I, anyways, so that's a whole other thing, but, you know, just make sure again, regards to marketing terms that, you know, non-GMO is great, but organic means it's non-GMO already. So if you don't see that non-GMO verification, like don't fall for it to think that it's equal 
to organic status. It absolutely is not. It can still be sp like sprayed with tons of pesticides, fertilizers. You know, that it doesn't mean that they're doing agriculture in the same way and respect that organics would be. Again, and organics aren't perfect. Like, again, I don't want someone to think it's a utopian thing. Like, there's obviously much improvements to be had with organic. But I would say in regards to any certification that you can have between the two, like, do not fall for the, the you know, ploy that they are at all equal. They are not. And organic is definitely the better if you're looking to consider which one to get mm -hmm. um but yeah so in regards to clean ingredients yeah absolutely we focus on organic and just real food like the way it should be that's that's definitely what we do and there's a lot of marketing terms out there you know i've already spoke to non-gmo but there's a lot of people you know that throw terms out on the front of the package knowing that people will fall for those ploys and and essentially yep. succumb to buying the product and it's not as clean as it should be so oh yes. yeah the, the whole heart healthy you have to debunk that for clients it's annoying yeah yeah well and I think the uh, the other thing too that you mentioned in terms of like non-gmo versus organic organic I remember yeah. learning about in nutrition the environment back in school and I was right. shocked in terms of what farmers and companies have to go through just to get that like seal of approval and it's it's yep. tough to keep because, again, farmers change their practice so, so often. So as soon as you see that stamp of organic on the package, you know that there's a, a heart of gold and integrity um, and wholesome, clean ingredients. But it's so challenging when you pick up a, a package on the, the superfood or the superstore market or the shelves and you see it flooded with eight different stamps because you think that it maybe justifies the lack of the organic one. So it's really it's, right. it's tough to make a, a good choice nowadays because there's so much confusion it and um, there's so much, I guess, options out there that people don't really know what to eat anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's getting it's getting worse. And I think like it's definitely not gonna stop um, in the sense of like the continuation of convolution in the marketplace as as more and more people become interested like this isn't even mainstream yet like organics for example as much as they may seem mainstream to you know holistic nutritionists or people who do try to eat better or they mm -hmm. see it in the media and all that like in regards to overall total revenues that they actually um contribute to the whole uh, market it's still very small like it's under 10 percent, i believe like it's it's not that much there's still so much room to grow for for organic market penetration um mm -hmm. but yeah so well, yeah so go ahead oh I, I was gonna say so right now I'm at uh, I'm in Kitchener so I'm at my parents place for school but when I'm in Ottawa it's a little bit different in terms of their CSA and how those boxes work but one thing that my parents are doing is made good boxes and those you have organic produce that's delivered to your doorstep and organic proteins as well and I can see like just when they compare the cooking of say they get Costco uh Costco chicken versus the organic um, and humanely raised protein there, the, the massive difference between the two, but also the organic yeah. fruits and vegetables. Like they don't taste the same right. and it almost tastes like any apple that you're buying. That's again, if whether it's at a farmer's market, and you're like, is this organic? And they're like, well, we do practice. Um, you can almost taste like a film on it too. So it's not, it's, you can taste the, the difference uh, between the two, but for someone who say, I have lots of clients who say, I can't afford organic. It's too expensive. You know, I yeah, have I kids are at school. Yeah. So what are some of your tips for someone who is either transitioning to more of a, a plant-based diet, meaning that they're trying to incorporate more plants and they're working with a budget? What were some, what are some ingredients or um, some options that you encourage them to purchase either in bulk or to incorporate on a daily basis that can stick within their budget, but also uh, keep their belly happy? Yeah. So I think, and that's something we hear a lot, I would say a, mm -hmm. like just to dispel that myth, because there have been, a lot of people who try and say that like again I don't know if it's people who are in have you know investments in the industry to make it so that like people wouldn't buy organic or just you know automatically shut off to the idea thinking it's too hard I don't know what it is but but anyways um at least if you're going to start you know if everything isn't going to be at least if you're going to start I would say a good place is looking at the environmental working group EWG to see which ones are published annually in regards to having the highest pesticide and fertilizer residue. I would say that's a good place to start. I know apples, strawberries, celery, kale, you know, red peppers, those are always in the top uh, of the list. So I would definitely say if, if that's the only place you can start, at least do that, right? Like if that's all yeah. you can do. And I, and I know the realities are like, it's looked at as a very, um, you know, affluent person choice and, and I understand the realities like you know there are people of course who are hurting financially and they just cannot at all um you know even consider or fathom putting even more money into that so 
but you know without sounding ignorant I know that most people are in a place you know where you're if it was between you know maybe going out to to a movie or buying a new clothes or whatever it is like YOLO like there's so much money <laughs> that we spend right like there it's just what do you value right like there's yes. I think at the end of the day like if everyone spends let's say a similar amount right it's just like what are you spending money on are you spending it on you know getting lip injections again this is painting a terrible picture but you know what I mean like getting your nails done and you know buying these types of useless material things um whereas at the end of the day like you can't buy back your health. So like, what are you willing to invest in? I think, you know, you could look at your finances and, and just really do a deep dive to see like, where is it that your money is going? And, you know, if absolutely you look at that and there's nowhere for you to squeeze pennies out, then, then fine. You know, like that's a different situation, but I would guarantee or at least bet my money that most millennials and most people, you know, especially females. And if you're looking to ever have a child, you know, things like that, like, you probably spend money on things that you don't have to is all I'm saying, right? For, for the bulk yes. of us. Um, and we're fortunate that we have that capability. So if that's the case, like, again, just look at your finances, think of what's important to you and just, you know, shuffle some things around, right? And, and at the end of the day, like, if you can't live without, you know, like getting your nails done once, once a month or whatever it is, you know, that's important to you, you know, then, okay, cool. Then start with, like I said, like, start with the ones on the environmental working group, like just start somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And then regards to buying in bulk, you know, things like that, like, absolutely, you could get like, you know, lentils and rice, like you can get so many dry goods in bulk. And that definitely saves money. Um, And they're so nutrient dense, like, not everything has to be a super, you know, high cost. Um, You know, if you're buying all packaged foods, um, you know, things that are convenience foods, like, obviously, there is a cost to that, like, you're paying someone else to make the food for you. So like, if that's all you're going to depend upon, like that's a supplement and like a convenient thing in moderation, that's not meant to be the crux and the base of any good whole foods diet. So regardless of what you're eating, right? Like you sh- that would be a very expensive diet. Um, whereas like, if you're capable of like boiling some water and making some rice or, you know, some organic <laughs> oatmeal and some lentils yeah. and, you know, like throwing a salad, it like, like everyone should have time for that. Like that is fast food. That's faster than waiting and ordering off of Uber Eats. So like, there's no excuse, I guess is what I'm getting at. Like whether it's financial or, you know, time, like there's no excuse. Like you absolutely can make time and should make time to value yourself and respect yourself enough to invest in your health. So it's absolutely possible. Oh yeah. And you can hear the passion coming out in your voice too, because you'll either get louder or faster. Um, (laughs) And it's it's so true though, because I think I I said this to a friend of mine and I was like, you know, if you're really wanting to tuck into someone's like commitment to their health or how invested they are, just get them to bring in their credit card statement and just like comb through where they're spending their money because I see it. Um, so I'm, I'm 21 and a lot of the, um, a lot of my, You're my a friends, baby. I, that's why I didn't say it. I'm like, I am a baby. Um, but a lot of my friends, like their priorities right now are drinking Sephora yeah. or Mac makeup and right. a lot of clothes. Right. And it's, it's right. completely backwards. Like I'm, I'm like superfoods investing and maybe some business expenses here and there. Right. Um, yeah. but the other thing too, that I see is the number of people who are either going like out to eat or they're going and they're buying all pre-made raw organic meals. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's fantastic. If that's your, you know, that's the course of action you want to take instead of making and learning how to cook for yourself and, you know, becoming like a real food chef versus having someone do it for you and paying three times the price. So I I think that's a a big thing is if you can start with just some of the basics. So you mentioned if someone's just starting to get into it, you know, boiling water and making rice and pasta and, and uh, some oatmeal and things like that. What are some of your go-to meals that you incorporate that you can make in, we'll say like under five minutes or so um, when you're in a pinch. So when you're running between meetings, you don't really have too much time or you're running out the door and you need a quick meal or snack. What are your go-tos? Yeah, I would say, um, so in my food facility, I'm a little bit uh, in the office. I'm a little bit res- restricted because we mm-hmm. don't have like a cooking range and stuff. Okay. <laughs> and because we're an allergen, you know, free place, I, I like can't make everything that I would necessarily <laughs> eat. But um, but at home, like it's so easy. Like the easiest thing I think you can do is make a smoothie. Like if you can make, if yes. you can push a button on. Um, which I would hope everyone could, um, <laughs> you know, regardless, you don't need a Vitamix. Like if you have something like just throw in some spinach, like that's a very mild and easy way to start. Like you don't have to start at putting in 20 pounds of kale and like, you know, like 
the the best thing to do is just make something that you're actually going to eat. So like if you like a smoothie, you know, even if it has I wouldn't say dairy, like that's not a good place to start. I think any nutritionist would probably agree there. And mm -hmm. I'm not again, I'm not talking about organic, grass-fed, fermented, like whatever it is. I'm just saying in general what people would eat. So like, you know, if you're going to throw like say substitute for an almond milk and like throw in a handful of spinach, like cool. That's an easy thing to do. Um and then in regards to salads, like I said, like I make uh, all my own dressings in advance and that will last me for a month. Like I make a bulk amount and then like that's like a literally a 30 second meal. Like I just okay. throw in some salad. Yeah. So I have to cut in. So tell us a couple of your, your favorite go-to dressings because this I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite is my house one. I call it. It puts in uh, organic apple cider vinegar, um, organic olive oil as the base, usually in two to one ratio. And mm -hmm. then. I never message, I never measure anything. So I'm like the worst. <laughs> You're like, for like <laughs> I'm never going to make a book because they would, I would drive any editor like insane. But um, yeah, so I just throw in, I start with that. And then I put in maybe like a clove of garlic, salt, pepper, um, and Himalayan salt, of course. And mm -hmm. then um, I usually throw in some tahini and or hemp seeds, like something that will be really dense that will make it creamy. Um, put in some tamari, gluten-free tamari, uh, and then some nutritional yeast and just like mix, mix it up in, a, in either a blender or an immersion blender. And like, that's it. It takes like two minutes and then I've got it for the whole month. And like, we put that shit on everything. Like we put that <laughs> yeah. on like quinoa, like rice, like anything you want. It's such an easy, like addition, um, to add flavor to stuff. And yeah, we eat tons of it. So, do, yeah. do I love you. You're so hip. And I, and I love the fact that you're like, <laughs> we put that shit on everything. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. like the, the Frank's commercial though. Yeah, exactly. And, um, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I love because when a lot of people are like, oh, well, what do I put on my salad dressing? Where my mom love her to death, but one of her things that she cannot give up is her peanut sauce. Okay, and it's just, yeah. it's loaded with sugar. So she'll pour that yeah. on anything. Um, regardless of it, if I make a homemade salad dressing, she's like, no, no, I just, just a little. And I was like, okay. So I, you mentioned two points that I love. And the first one was if you're going to try to first off, like eat more vegetables and, and eat healthier, make stuff that you're actually wanting to eat. So, yeah. you know, find substitutes and replacements and healthier alternatives to foods that you know that you already like consuming. So, right. um, it could be, you know, you like strawberry shortcake. Great. Make a strawberry shortcake smoothie and see if you can find something in the middle um, that needs right. to. And I had this conversation with someone yesterday and they said, well, you know, if you're just starting to get into it, maybe try to replace one ingredient at a time. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, mm, yes, but you could feel so much better, so much faster if you just tried to try the whole smoothie as is um, mm -hmm. and swap everything out. So I love that is always just finding recipes that you know you're going to like and ones that you don't feel like you're either eliminating or being restricted or depriving yourself of. And then the right. second thing. Was, so some of the ingredients in your in your salad dressing, it sounds delicious, and I'm definitely going to try to make it. Um, you mentioned tahini. So tahini, if any of you know, is a fantastic source for calcium, especially for people who are on a plant-based diet. Um, and iron, too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then tamari is a gluten-free soy sauce, so a great alternative and something that's kid-friendly, but also allergen-friendly as well. Mm -hmm. And then nutritional yeast. So this one is also in your cheesy uh, yeah. cracker. So again, a great source of B12 um, vitamin for vegans and, and plant-based. So I guess what are some of your other favorite superfoods? And you definitely have them in your, um, your products already. So even thinking of like your goji banana, um, with the banana, the sweet banana base. And I love that one. Uh, what are some superfoods that you're incorporating into your products? So maybe elaborate on like cacao powder, the difference between cacao and cocoa, uh, you know, what sure, are goji yeah. berries? Yeah. Go from there if you can. Yeah. So goji berries are a berry, just as it sounds. Um, they come <laughs> dried. Um, they usually come from, from Asia or the Himalayas, like somewhere in that region um and they're really high in vitamin c which is an antioxidant and they're also um complete in regards to all of the essential amino acids meaning they're a complete protein as well so um i, I just want to like take one quick back step in regards yeah, to like what is a superfood like a superfood can be anything like and that's why like i i find it you know people think it's super exotic or it has to be like you know, some thing they can't pronounce from like the Amazon, like it doesn't have to be like, again, if you focus on real foods, awesome. But like, Canada has amazing superfoods too. Like mm -hmm. we have like blueberries, we have yes. 
um, you know, boysenberries, like any of the berries we have are amazing in regards mm-hmm. to antioxidants and they're low sugar. Um, you know, we all kale, like I would say kale is an amazing superfood and we grow that locally, like in Ontario, like there's so many things you can eat. So like, I just want to make sure like people know it doesn't have to be like a foreign thing. It's just something that it's really nutrient dense and filled with micronutrients. Um, so I love that you mentioned that too, because sometimes I'm so quick to like jump right into it. I'm like, what do you think? What are your suggestions? And people are like, what the heck is a superfood to begin with? So right. the, the other thing that I like to say about it is that it can be everyday superfoods and that's what you want it to be. You don't want it to be this one-time exotic recipe that you make right. that has like came and came with powder in and all like right. the the $40 superfoods. It's more of right. um, if someone's trying to transition into a healthier lifestyle and instead of going out and ordering 50 of them, I'm like, let's start with a greens powder that has all of them in one go and you just right. need to take a scoop a day. So Right, exactly. Just start, yeah. start simple and start small. So yes, um, but, yeah, yeah. But um, so anyway, so goji berries aside, so we have also have chia seeds, um, which are super you know, functional and high in fiber. They also have omega fats. Um, Funct- functional. I love that. Cause they are, yeah. Two, no, two different ways. I was going to say they can be very helpful if you are constipated or bloated <laughs> and just yeah. need some like functionality <laughs> in that department. Yeah. 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 Good. So chia seeds, what else? And, um, well, yeah. And also they're really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're able to be utilized in a lot of different ways, right? Like you can first make chia time, puddings, yeah. you can make, yeah, they're very versatile. Thank you. That's where I was thinking of. Um, yeah. So, so I love chia. Uh, so that's in that one. And then cacao, the difference between cacao and cocoa, um, you know, cocoa in a nutshell is generally processed. Um, and, you know, you can see the extreme to like where it's Dutch processed cocoa, mm-hmm. which is, you know, looked at as being the standard in regards to pastry goods and, and you know, baking, but it's actually like an alkali processed cacao uh, or it's not again unprocessed so so the cacao like again with any food the least processed that you can get the closer to nature you can get the more um nutrient dense the more whole like just the better it's going to be um in every regard so yeah. so that's what i would say um again just without getting too technical i would say cacao in general um is again as whole and unprocessed as you can get for for cocoa um i find it has a much richer more dynamic flavor too like I just I love it way more than just a cocoa to me that just is way mm-hmm. more dull and even the colors are so much different um and then cacao is known for being really high in magnesium and other antioxidants as well so of course those are going to be amped up um in the lesser processed cacao versions as opposed to in just the plain cocoa so um yeah, yeah so I love I love cacao um and who doesn't love chocolate it's awesome oh um yeah <laughs> I was I was just talking to uh you've heard of Zazu Bean before right the chocolate company oh yeah of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So I was just talking to Tiz yesterday and uh, we were talking about the benefits of chocolate. She was like, yep, no day should go by without chocolate in it just because cacao <laughs> is so beneficial. Um, but yeah. we were talking about like even how women are craving magnesium right around their period. So I yeah. love that like these foods you can help with, with bloating and digestion and food sensitivities and allergies as well. But they're, they're packed with everyday superfoods that people might be like, oh, I'm just, I'm just getting a barbecue or a, a tomato and herb cracker. But I'm like, you're getting so much more. <laughs> right. So I love right. that. Exactly. And, and you did say it. And uh, it's also line. what you're not getting. You're not getting things that are going to be processed and actually detrimental yes. and caused inflammation, right? Like that's almost as important, if not, or sorry, important or more important than like what you are getting sometimes, right? So well, there's, um, a, yeah. there's so much nowadays on like an anti-inflammatory diet and, and I'll label some recipes as that. But if we're labeling it as anti-inflammatory, we have to really look at in terms of, okay, like, what are you doing right now that makes you so inflamed? Like right, what are, right. what do we need to be taking out? What do we need to be changing? What health exactly. aspects need to be brought into factor? But you did say something that I really liked. And I think it, it ties back to that whole general, like that overlying plant-based wholesome is the closer the food can get to the earth. So meaning the, the closer it is to its original state, whether it's pulled from a tree, plucked from the ground, uh, I forget how the saying goes, um, or like harvested or har- yes, harvested. I can't help you on this one. <laughs> no, I, it, was, it was a really good one. It was like, whether it was picked from the tree, pulled from the ground or plucked, I don't know. Anyhow, but you get the, the gist of it is the closer yeah. it can get to its original state, meaning the less processed it can be, the more that our body has a chance of recognizing it and digesting and fully utilizing it. So, And the less energy it takes for our body to digest it. So that's when like, <laughs> usually you feel so tired, like regardless of inflammation and things that are actually, you know, conflicting with your ability to you know, actually have it in your system. But, you know, beyond that, like the more processed it is, it's fake food. Like your body doesn't even recognize it. So the amount of energy you're going to expel in your digestive system to actually try and break that down and assimilate its nutrients, if there are even any, um, is, is ridiculous. 
so like yeah. you know the, the the more real and unprocessed like the better the lighter like you're just gonna feel so much better <laughs> like like well, the problem is is the so like people who are so inflamed like you don't even know how good you could feel because you've never felt that way oh I love I have said this already like I love your mentality in your brain like oh I just want to borrow it for a couple minutes just or (laughs) minutes like a couple months and and years but no that's that's so true because I as soon as they started talking to me I was like Jesus Christ like she's an energizer bunny but that's because it doesn't take that much energy for you to digest your food because you're eating so wholesome and clean some right and I think that like that's a big thing is when when people look at people who are eating healthier diets they're like oh that's so much work or so much effort but right. really, when you start to feel so much better, you have more energy to do it. So you're like, I right. would like to make my pancakes from scratch. I would like to make them not with brown flour, but coconut flour and eggs or, you know, something right. along those lines. Yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so if someone is, say someone comes to you and they're like, you know, Julia, what do I do? I'm looking just to live a healthier lifestyle to kickstart. What are three, I guess, tips or suggestions that you can make to them that they can implement and take from today's episode into their lives um, like now? Yeah. So, um, well, so and one it, thing it I would can be say, basic or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one thing I would say, like, in regards to a, a simple dietary change, I, I mean, I know I already said it, but just to recap, I would say, like, yep. number one thing you can do is, like, making a smoothie with fruits, vegetables, and not having any allergens and no dairy. I think that, like, might seem like a super odd concept, but it's such an easy and fast way to start and just, like, pack in as much nutrition as possible. And then also, if your digestive system is screwed up or, you, you know, like you just it's already overloaded with all the processed food, using a, a blender is kind of a way to cheat in the sense that like it's allowing it <laughs> yes. to do some of the chewing and digestion for you. Um, so I think that's a really good place to start, um, especially if there are some things that you don't enjoy. Like no one would really I've never heard anyone say that they love eating a you know, spoon of spirulina. Um, it's quite <laughs> nasty. But like there's things like that that you can do to hide it in a smoothie too so you don't even taste it like so I think that's also why like I really love that idea like it requires no culinary skill um you know you can make it taste as good as you want and hide in some things that are super functional and aren't going to hurt you and it does the digestion for you to some extent like for the chewing part so that's like the best place I think people can start and it takes no time so and we're all super busy so that's always my first place to start and get in some greens and fiber and all that stuff to help you go to the bathroom um And then second to that, I would say just from like a broad top line level, I would say like, just do like, even if it's minimal research, like it doesn't have to be complicated, but just don't be so damn lazy. Like in regards to reading, like just reading labels, like I know it, I think like there's different aspects of it. Either we just don't know, too busy, don't care. Um, But what you put in your body is arguably the most important thing that you can do for you and your family. Like you need to put in absolutely clean fuel um so like you wouldn't put sugar in the tank of a car and you know you need to take it for oil changes and put in the right unleaded fuel so -hmm. like why are we putting in garbage into our own bodies as fuel right like it just doesn't make sense so in regards to like you know again if you're going to be busy and buy stuff and you know obviously I hope you do because I make awesome convenient snacks so I'm yeah. sure you want to have that touch point but you know like at the end of the day like don't fall for gimmicks like and don't have it be like if you read something that let's say is non-GMO but it's like a cookie and it's filled with as much sugar and processed white grains as like you can absolutely take which is going to spike your blood sugar and cause you to crash and you're going to feel like shit and you're not getting any nutrients like like don't be lazy in the sense of what I mean is like have that subliminally give you permission because you're seeing that one word it's almost like we want to see those terms because it gives us some sort of like it's okay like it's not okay out um and actually take responsibility and do some minimal research like it's not that hard and just read the freaking ingredients panel like the other thing that drives me nuts is when people completely reduce their food to the nutrition facts tables and the numbers that they see on it. Um, and I've done like speaking engagements where I've done comparisons without saying which products they are. And like the nutritional facts panel looks super similar. Like let's say it's a 100 calorie snack pack. Um, you know, they might look similar in carbs. It might look similar in, you know, calories. But then when you break down what the actual ingredients are and what's usable for your body as fuel, they're, they couldn't be any more different than night and day. Like it's so please, like, just like we don't like being reduced to a number in society, like do not reduce your food 
to a number. It's so much more than that. And you need to look at quality over quantity. And the easiest thing you can do is just read the freaking ingredients panel <laughs> like, yeah. and read all of it. Don't just read the first word, right? Like it might have, you know, kale is the first ingredient like I'm just making something up mm. but you know 10 ingredients down it could have all these preservatives and all these artificial flavors and you know like just just read like it's so easy like yeah. just read um so yeah I would say that would be like my two biggest pet peeves is is people not taking responsibility for their health and looking for buzzwords to give them quote unquote permission to eat shit and <laughs> the second thing is like just looking at numbers like I don't yeah. give a shit if it has zero net carbs. If you're eating something that has absolutely no nutrition, like you are going to pay for it eventually. So like just, and again, like who cares if something, like again, I'm probably going to get skewered for this, but like, don't worry. Don't like overcomplicate. Like there's a line between we do nothing to like we overcomplicate things in the sense of like, we come from a point of, in North America, at least, where there has to be some sort of gimmick or diet or deprivation involved in order to be doing a good job with eating, right? Like, and that all goes back to like the dieting yo-yo because it's in their best interest, you know, the media and diet companies and all this, whatever, and food companies to a certain extent to have you constantly worried about like, you know, what diet you're following and counting numbers and calories and all that. But if you just like strip all of that away and you don't worry about having a science or nutrition degree, like, does it make sense? If I'm eating fruits and vegetables, is that going to cause me to die of, you know, diabetes or is it actually going to help me? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't need to be complicated. So I think like we also as a society like to overly complicate things and it doesn't have to be. Um, And eating like an apple, for example, isn't typically what causes people to be morbidly obese. It's typically the processed foods. So like, again, just a bit of common sense in regards to eating would be really nice as well. So that's my rant. (laughs) No, no, I love it because I, as soon as you started off, I was like, I need to, I need to jot this down. So I I highlighted a couple points too, because I'm like, you are just like a, a, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, like a Vitamix full of knowledge, I guess, is a good way of putting it. So <laughs> okay. I, I completely agree. There's no middle ground in the sense of we're usually all or nothing. And most people right now are doing nothing because they, they haven't had any, um, they haven't faced any health challenges yet. They haven't had any scares. They haven't had the motivation to, to do anything or to change anything. And the number right. one reason why I see clients coming to me is they're like, yeah, so my dad had a heart attack or, you know, like my mom's health is just deteriorating and I haven't really been doing anything for myself for the last 20 years. I'm like, oh, okay, so here we go. Um, but right. there, there's no middle ground. And I think that the other thing too is when it comes to certain, certain like health food trends and all these like labels is we love to belong. Like especially as human being, we always want to feel like wanted and included and like we're belonging to a tribe yeah. of, or yeah, right, for some sure. sort of community. So I think that's part of it too. And I think that even when it comes to like veganism or vegetarianism, a lot of people will write that off as being like cult-like. And I'm like, it is not, it is just people who care about their health, but they're very, very passionate about it, but they're also willing to educate. And I think that you create such an amazing community where everyone is so involved and supportive. Um, And whether that be people who are transitioning more to a plant-based lifestyle or people who are just trying to incorporate more plants in general, Uh, but you're totally right. So when it comes down to the, the macro counting and the nutrition labels, so one of the approaches I take with my clients I do want them to be tracking I do want them to show me you know what they're what they're eating for their log so that I can give them specific feedback oh totally but, yeah yeah that's but, different but, yeah, yeah oh yes but but when they come back and they're like look it's a protein cookie and I'm like and it's filled with shit um usually yeah. that, that makes them like bad a couple of eyes and like oh okay I need to improve on that but I think that's that's so true and that's a a trend that I see a lot on Instagram is if it fits your macros done really right. really wrong um and right. yes you might have the the eight pack now but I'm guaranteed you will have another health issue in 10 years from now so right it sucks in that aspect but you are you're hilarious and I was like three tips like what would you recommend and we went on this amazing rant so let's we'll summarize <laughs> it and wrap it up um I love asking people so the fun is the first one is just a fun question so if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life what would it be and oh, man okay yeah, it can be anything sweet savory it, it could be your product as well but I'll touch on that in a little bit uh, but one no thing I eat too much there. of that to have that be my last <laughs> meal uh although they're good obviously but if, if I was gonna die like ever all diets out the window I would say um sorry there's some idiot rubbing his engine behind me um okay. anyways so for let me see my last meal 
if everybody like if I knew I was gonna die like tomorrow or be like whatever executed I would absolutely <laughs> do like a massive apple pie like yeah. I'm such a sweet whore like I would eat dessert <laughs> all day or like or donuts like if there was like a um if there was like a cronut like oh my gosh if there yeah I would do a cronut or like okay. an apple pie yeah, I, cronut. I, lo- I haven't uh, I haven't seen it. I've seen the I think it's an episode of the Gilmore Girls where they're going to get the the cronuts. Um, uh, and it just makes yeah. me laugh about that. Oh, OK. So second question. And you can you might <laughs> need like, like wow, a couple seconds. <laughs> no, no, I, I wasn't surprised when you said apple pie, though, because I remember when you said that you were looking for, or you're trying to make uh, the raw apple pie. Um, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I oh, like, and I oh did, that sounds good. <laughs> it was good. It's good. But obviously, like, it's not the same. Like, you know, we're wired as a species to really enjoy like, you know, nutrient dense or calorie, calorie dense and fat dense foods that like, you know, speak to our brain, right. And make us happy. So like, Oh, a hundred percent. Like I've never Mm -hmm. been high before, but like, (laughs) I can guess if it's like an apple pie, like, Oh man, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's, it's so true. Like I try to do the same thing. I'll superfoods and stuff. And I'm like, my, my brother is, uh, his name's Graham. And I've tried to make him a couple things. And one thing that he likes is he'll drink green tea and he loves chocolate and he loves um, like sweet things, but I tried to make him these matcha energy balls and his first words were, and because it was covered in matcha and matcha, if anyone doesn't know, is a bright green superfood. It's amazing. Um, it he's like, it looks like fungus and says it in that tone. I was like, well, you can't <laughs> please everyone. So no, you definitely can't. So, and everyone's on their own path, right? Like, yes. you know, maybe it'll be something he'll be interested in trying in like 10 years, right? Like you never know. Everyone's on their own path and journey. So yeah, maybe. And if I've learned anything, it's usually, so 95% of the, the clients I coach are all females. And it right. usually is the wife that brings it into the house. So I'm like, fingers yeah. crossed yep. when he's in like a stable <laughs> relationship, she'll be like, uh, so cacao, try it. Um, yeah, yeah. Second question. Listen to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women know it all. We run the world. Um, second question that I have is I love, uh, so I have a couple quotes or like a mantra that I live by, but is there anything that like could be a health quote, it could be words of affirmation, or it could just be like a belief that you live by. So words that you live by that inspire you every day to live a healthy life, to inspire and encourage others and just to to keep going. Do you have any anything that you live by? Hmm. I'm sure there are some like really awesome ones. Um let me see, what am I thinking of? I think like one that I really like is everything is figure outable. I know uh, Marie, Marie Forleo, Marie Forleo yes. like likes to say that. <laughs> Although I don't listen to her like all the time, but, um, or that much at all, but I, I do like that quote because everything is like, if you have the determination and persistence, like you can literally make anything happen, like as cheesy as that is. So, um, it's literally only our self-limiting beliefs that define what we're able and not capable of doing. So, um, I definitely like that. Um, yeah, I, love I, think, that. I think that's a good one. No. Yeah. And I think that that pretty much just perfectly summarizes our entire entire interview today everything is figure outable you know figuring out the <laughs> ingredients that are in your packages figuring out what foods you should be avoiding figuring out how you can make healthier yeah. changes and incorporate it but also figuring out how to do it consistently um and yeah. you know bring your bring your family and your friends along um along the ride letting them try a few things along the way totally yeah. oh i love it okay so you have obviously you you offer was it 12 different flavors 13 now with the keto so it's 10 right now, but we're going to be launching, um, I believe, like three or four more in September. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, it's 10, 10 flavors right now. We have the Amazing. savory and sweet and so, keto. Yeah. I'm biased. I'm like, you need to try the banana cacao, the goji uh, chia. And then if I'm going for more of the savory, it would definitely be the barbecue. Um, yeah. But everything's so versatile. So uh, where can people find you? What's the best place to contact you? What's the best place to go for recipes? And uh, do you have any upcoming shows as well that they can go and meet you at? Let me see. Okay. So I literally am terrible with content. So I <laughs> don't have any shows coming up or content coming up. Um, obviously you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, that's where we're the most active, I would mm-hmm. say, which is just at nude food N U D F U D our company name. Yep. Um, in regards to finding our product, we're pretty widely available. We're on like Amazon, we're at Loblaws, Whole Foods, you know, in across the country. So pretty, pretty accessible there. But if for whatever reason you can't find us or there's a flavor you can't find, you can always find us 24 hours a day on our website, which is just nudefood.com. Um, and, and yeah, you can order direct right from there. And a, a tip that I've been giving to clients too, a lot of them are shopping at Loblaws or PC or, or Zares, depending on which area you're in. 
um, but they have the shoppers optimum card. And I tell them, I'm like, if you, yes. if you keep buying it, they'll start sending you like rewards and offers and you'll get points right. for buying products you love. And they're like, so I can get free nude food. And I'm like, yeah, if you're good. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, amazing. Thank you so much for being a, a part of today's episode. I have been, like I said, excited and not excited, elated to interview you because I look up to you, but also think you're a nutritionist. You're creating killer products and uh, everything is delicious. But I also just love, love your brain, the way that your mind thinks, because I think we are very much alike the way that everything is figureoutable, but it's also just, you, you know, you can do whatever you set your mind to. So thank you so oh, much for yeah. being uh, such a, an inspiring guest to have on today's uh, podcast episode. And I, I will make sure that everyone follows you along um, and make Yay. sure that they, they try your snacks. Awesome. Well, thank you thank so much you. for being such an awesome cheerleader and a great champion. And thanks for including us today. It was fun. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, please let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback. Leave us a review or rating on iTunes or email us directly at lindsay at lindsaymustard.com. If you're ready for more and you're looking to supercharge your health and finally tackle all of the health goals you set for yourself back in the new year, don't miss out on your chance to book a free 20-minute nutrition coaching discovering call with me, Lindsay. I've opened up a limited number of spots in my calendar to connect with the individuals who are ready to jump in with both feet to create nutritional habits that'll last a lifetime. There'll be no more worrying about weight loss or why you're constantly bloated, tired, or struggling with mood swings. If you've ever wondered what private nutrition coaching has to offer, this is your time. Click the link in the show notes to schedule a free call with me, Miss Mustard, and leave with the clarity, confidence, and coaching plan that is tailored to your individual needs to take your health to the next level. Healthy doesn't have to be hard, and I'm here to show you how to make it happen. And maybe to convince you to like kale along the way. Spots are limited, so book your call now by clicking the link in the show notes below. As always, if you're looking for one bowl wonder healthy recipes and nutrition tips that don't require you to break the bank, you can find that and much more on my Instagram page at lindsaymustard or on my website, lindsaymustard.com. As always, stay rad, friends, and eat your greens.